Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Brother, before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you along to one of our free upcoming masterclasses. This is where I personally take men through our methodology, a specific step-by-step process, the system that we share here on the podcast that you hear about to help men reignite their marriages amplify their health, and boost their performance across all areas of their life. If you'd like to register and join us, simply head to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. Let's get into the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael. And of course, with me, we've got Ben Sockeld, the founder and director of Rising Kings. Ben, what's up, man? How are you? Good, brother. Shout out to Chosen One today. 14 years of marriage. Oh, today? Today. Anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thanks, brother. Been together for 19, married for 14, but we were together five years prior to, to getting married. I had to make sure I had it all right. <laughs> what are your plans? Maybe we got a nice little lunch organized. Yeah, do that. Yeah? Yeah. You remembered or she reminded you? I'm just curious. Nah, man, I, I remember. I have it in my calendar. I do remember. Yeah. I, you know, I was journaling on it this morning. Like, as I said, I've been doing the work on myself for well over a decade. This is an important moment. And it's, it's one of those things, man. I don't want to just let this stuff slide, you know? So I do have it there and I remind myself as it's coming up because, you know, one of the things I found, you know, through journaling this morning, it's like in the past, you know, you sort of think, ah, you know, it's just marriage. We got married on that day. Why are we celebrating? Actually, what you're celebrating, man, is is your love, your love for one another. It's the same when it comes to your birthday. You're celebrating your life. It's yes, logically you can go, well, that's the day we got married. We're celebrating that. But I look at it more of like I'm celebrating my love, honor, devotion, connection to my chosen one, to my soulmate. And we get to reflect on that, you know, looking over Each year is like, how's our marriage evolving? How's our, well, beyond marriage, how's our union, our connection evolving? You know, working on ourselves, working on the marriage. You know, we have ups and downs, man. You know, we're we're always in there together, solid. And I'm grateful for Chosen One waiting (laughs) for me (laughs) to fucking... To come to the party, man, because I don't think many would have, you know. I, yeah. You know, I'm not saying I was a like really, really bad husband, but I wasn't a great husband, man, early on, you know, like it wasn't, I was not awake. I was not aware. And so, you know, thankfully Chosen One saw something in me and, you know, my side of it, I've committed to it. You know, I've, I have put in the work into our union over the past decade plus and yeah, we get to celebrate that today. So it's pretty exciting, man. I would say that most guys, including myself, would you know need a bit of reminding when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but for some reason, get it in your calendar, mate. Make it easy for yourself. Get it in your calendar, right? And put a reminder that reminds you a week before, <laughs> and then each day leading up to it. <laughs> That's funny. But hey, I just kind of want to jump into into today's topic, and because. For me, today's topic is something that I think we all deal with on a, on a daily basis. I know for me, this is something that I deal with on a daily basis. And, you know, it's some of the things that we're going to be talking about is something that for me, I'm beginning to really put into practice more and more as 
sort of the days go by. And the biggest thing for me that I want to talk about today is the topic is how to deal with stress and anxiety. You know, I speak with, you know, quite a few guys on a daily basis. And for me, every guy that I speak with, you know, the conversation around stress and anxiety always, always comes up. And that's stress related to work, to family, maybe, you know, financial pressures and things like that. But stress and anxiety seems to be something that is always present. And it's probably the biggest thing that is, you know, holding a lot of men, holding a lot of people back from really sort of performing at the highest or, you know, at their higher level that they know they're capable of. So I want to talk about three strategies to be able to deal with stress and anxiety. So when I was sort of going through this over the weekend, and again, this is kind of a reflection as well as to the previous episode that we had, right? I mean, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please listen to that. Because I think for me, that is a really, really powerful sort of episode. You know, I talk about, you know, the fact that at the end of the day, Ben and I are not perfect, that we go through things. And yeah, just check out that episode if you have it. So did that go to air? <laughs> yeah, last Thursday. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I know, I'm just saying like, what? that stuff, that's no, good. Yeah. Authenticity, man, it's, like just the truth. Well, for me, like afterwards, I sort of reflected back and I go, did I really want to air that out? But also at the same time, it's like, we're keeping it real. Absolutely, man. And for me, it, it's, I think the one thing that really separates us from other sort of, you know, people in the space is the things that we talk about. And this is something I tell guys, like, they're like, hey, are you Mike from the podcast? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, I really love the things that you talk about. It goes, great, because half of the stuff is 90% of the stuff that we talk about are really the things that I'm going through. And it's kind of my one-on-one sort of therapy session with Ben. So, (laughs) so if, if, you know, if you're ever wondering, it's real, it's definitely real. And it's something that either a lot of you guys are telling me and talking to me about it, or it's something that I'm feeling and something that I really want to talk about, you know, for myself. So again, how to deal with stress and anxiety. So when I was kind of going through this over the weekend, right, I was going through some stuff last weekend, you know, things are still on my mind. And I kind of wanted to go through and sort of figure out how can I lessen or help alleviate or take away, I don't think you could ever really take away stress in your life, but how can I really sort of help calm things down? Three things that came up, practice mindfulness, go get some exercise and make sure that you get enough sleep every single night. For me, well, we can go through it, you know, one by one, but like, you know, from your end, right? Like what, first of all, what is mindfulness? Because that's something that I had to look up. And two, like, how do you actually practice it? I love this topic because I think it's prevalent in today's society. It's, it's across the board, man. You always hear it all the time. Anxiety, anxiety, depression, stress. It's just there. It's always there. One of the things that you know, has really helped me you know, deal with stress and anxiety is, is actually understanding more about anxiety. So anxiety is like you're fearing something in the future. Like it's not even real. It hasn't occurred. But you're creating this nervous energy, this feeling of fear around something that you think may occur. Depression's the opposite end. Depression's like something that's occurred in the past and you're, you stay attached to it and you keep bringing it up, dragging it through. Once I understood this and actually started looking into it, especially around anxiety and around the fear of future state, got me thinking. It's like, well, why am I doing that? Like, what's my fear around the future? Where is this concept coming from? And that's where it comes that you go, well, it's, it's in my mind. And I think we've talked about this before, but your brain does not know the difference between what is reality and what is just thought. 
So you can create a state of high anxiety and fear and like to the point where you worry yourself sick about something that is not even real. When you start to understand this and you start to think through it, especially from a logical state of play, you go, okay, what's the controller then? What's this piece, this lever that's that I can work on to alleviate the anxiety, the fear, the worry? And it's exactly what you said. It's mindfulness. It's the mind. It's being able to understand your mind and understand how one can control his own mind. And so mindfulness comes into that. And that comes into things such as meditation, journaling, breath work, cold showers, cold immersions, doing shit that's uncomfortable. All these bits and pieces are really there to control, like find a way for you to be able to control your mind so that when we go into a state of anxiety, like, oh my God, you know, fuck it, this and this and this and this, and, you know, the bills need to be paid and this in the business and something's going to happen here with the kids and da, 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 da. what are we going to do when they're teenagers and what's going to happen here? And it's like, you need to have the awareness to be able to catch yourself in that moment and say, hang on a second, what's fucking reality? What's real? And what is me just casting a projection onto something that I think is going to occur? And so, That's how I see the state of mindfulness. The more power you can create in your mind in terms of control for yourself, the better you're able to take on bigger challenges, hurdles, et cetera, in life without crumbling because of fear, worry, concern, et cetera. Now, in terms of my mindfulness practices, the journaling, it's a huge one for me because I'm able to actually tap in and have that conversation with my mind, which sounds like a crazy person and fuck it, maybe I am. (laughs) But I have this conversation with my own mind around, well, why are you thinking this line of thinking? What do you think this is going to occur? Why are you hanging on to that? Why, you know, what are all the things that are in your control, not in your control, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to come in and have a, a good, honest conversation with myself to figure out I'm just casting projection here. It's not even reality. I don't need that level of anxiety in my life right now that's hindering me from showing up present with my chosen one, connected with my kids. It sucks energy and life out of us. And so that's been a really big one. The other ones as well, breath work, obviously like doing quite a lot of breath work around this because it brings you into a state of calm. The other one and tying in with that is cold water immersion. That's why I only do cold showers. Again, it brings in right at the start before you turn on that cold shower, there's a state of anxiety. Like the water's not even on and I'm already in a state of like, oh my God, like fuck, this is going to hurt you. You get anyone to go and have a cold shower and just watch the minutes leading up to that particular piece. And all of a sudden they're living in the pain of it before it even occurs. So then you do it and you go, oh, actually I can hold a steady state of calmness in here. Meditation being another one. So that's how I see mindfulness, man. It's being able to be in control of one's mind and to to do that, you know, you want to become aware of what you're thinking. You need to be able to catch yourself when you're thinking unrealistic thoughts. You know, you need to be able to have tools in there as well that are going to help you bring it back to the state of play, which is the present now. And for me, like that's kind of the biggest thing that, at least from my perspective, is when I tend to have anxiety. It's usually like I'm thinking about, for example, yesterday, you know, I'm thinking, oh, should, you know, I have to have, or sorry, over the weekend, I'm going, you know, I have to have this meeting with Ben, you know, where am I going to get internet? Am I going to have signal? This and this, this and that. 
Meanwhile, the kids are in the pool saying, Daddy, come swim with us. And most guys, and again, for me, I'm thinking they're going, okay, what do I need to do so that I can get signals so that I can get on that meeting? Meanwhile, we're thinking to ourselves, man, you know, one of the biggest things that I have, you know, a problem with is being more present with the kids. It's like, well, I can't do anything about getting that internet signal. If it's not there, it's not there. Let me at least not be a jerk around my kids and actually spend time with them, right? Because most of the time, like I had, you know, I think this was another perfect example was uh, about a year ago, right? We went on vacation thinking, you know, we were going to, you know, really, it's going to be like a working vacation. I was told that we were going to have internet signal there. And next thing you know, a week goes by and I had absolutely nothing. And, you know, the friend of mine that was there with me goes, hey, there's nothing we could do. We're here. We have no signal. Just enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time with your kids. Don't worry about something you have no control of. And I think a lot of guys are constantly worrying about the things that are not even there, as you said, that are not even happening yet. And yet they freak themselves out so much that they're like just gone and the presence is absolutely nowhere near. Yeah. And to add to that, man, it's like you know, a really big piece of this is around one's personal acceptance and confidence and love for himself, right? So, you know, in terms of what you're sharing here around, you know, like business and life, which a lot of guys are like, oh, I don't have the balance. The truth of it is when they're in the business game and, you know, you got internet connection, I'm not saying this is you, but I'm just saying in general, and we're not showing up our full self in the game of business. And then when we're out and we're, we're spending time with the family, we're kind of half in business because we don't really show up when it's business time, et cetera, et cetera. And then when with the family, it's the same thing. And you've got these two worlds colliding because we're not really giving the family our undevoted time and we're not giving our business or work, et cetera, the undevoted time that it requires. And so a big thing is around this, like when a man actually understands this, and this was a big turning point for me to actually, man, when you're in business, you fucking do business. When you're at home with the family, you're home with the family. Right? There's not mixed world. I feel confident in myself because I know when I need to be productive, I'm productive. When I'm working, when I know what I need to be working on in terms of clarity, I understand my purpose, my drivers, why I do what I do, whether it's in business or whether it's in home life, I'm very clear on what is required of me moment to moment. And that reduces that anxiety level of like, well, fuck, you know, what about this? And I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And all of a sudden, our life is pulled out of whack and we don't have confidence in ourselves. So it's a big piece for a man to actually get on top of his performance understanding across this spectrum. Like, how am I really showing up and what is required of me when I'm with the family? Also, what is required of me and how do I show up when it comes to business? How, what is required of me, et cetera, when it comes to health? And when you start putting these pieces into this system and formulate it and operate it with performance the anxiety and the stress, man, start to lower. They don't disappear, but they lower. Second thing is get some exercise, right? I know like other people maybe do different things. For me, you know, at this point in my life, it's either I really love riding my mountain bike, one that really, especially here in the Philippines, that makes sure that I'm present because of the way our road systems here are. And number two, for me, like another big thing that helps me reduce stress is I go out and I hit golf ball. Like I know it's not really exercise, but that's kind of like the two activities for me, like on your end, you know, how does exercise help you be able to reduce stress and anxiety? Yeah, man. Well, I look at it again, like what's the piece around exercise? Yes, it you know, builds endorphins and serotonin and a lot of those things in us. 
but also too, it's exactly what you said. It moves your mind away from, you know, it just caught up in the head and thinking about all the shit you need to be doing, or it can take you in there as well. You know, like sometimes when I go on for a, a big long run, I like to go into it because I want to filter through all this stuff. And so exercise really is around, like it ties in with mindfulness again, man, like it's clearing the mind. So I've been hindered lately because of my arm operation and the bicep, you know, uh, reattachment, et cetera. I was limited to fucking lying in bed or going for a walk. And for those who know me, man, like I need intensity. Mountain bike enthusiast. I love jumping, surfing, CrossFit is a really big thing for me. And all of a sudden it's like, dude, you can only walk. And so at first I was like, well, fuck, walking's not exercise. I fell in love with walking over the past couple of weeks, man. Like I walked every single morning for 45 to 50 minutes, no music, no stimulation. I did it in the dark as well. I'd get up early and go for a walk in the dark. And man, it was just cleansing. It just allowed me to process what was going on in the head. So by the time I came back and I got into my other practices of meditation and journaling, I'd kind of done a lot of the groundwork because I'd kind of scoop all that noise out of my head first thing in the morning. So exercise is a massive, in my world especially, and I think for all men, is a critical element of the puzzle when it comes to anxiety and stress because you have to have an outlet. If you don't, we lean on other vices, alcohol, drugs, pornography, cigarettes, vaping, whatever it is. Like It's just something that in that moment, it's like, I'm changing the way my mind thinks because I'm in these other states of play when it comes to these things that don't serve us. So we've got to really look at, yeah, exercise is critical, man. It doesn't have to be ridiculous intensity either. Like, as I said, I got a lot of value over these past couple of weeks of walking. I now have a routine. Like I've updated my personal routine. I walk to the office and home every day. Like I used to drive all the time. Now I walk. I've just got back into CrossFit this week, which has been fantastic. You know, one-arm CrossFit, (laughs) getting in there and doing the best I can. But it brings just a level of, again, going back to my previous conversation around confidence. Hey, I said this is what I'm going to do and I'm doing it and it drives that as well. And these are these little five percenters that are helping me deal with anxiety and stress. Because as you grow, man, and as you evolve and your kids get older and your life experience gets bigger and bigger and bigger, guess what happens? The challenges get bigger. The hurdles get bigger. So we need to look at how do we develop a larger container and capacity to be able to deal with it. Now, the third one for me, and I feel like this is probably the most important one, at least with the stuff that I was going through, you know, these past little few weeks, is make sure you get enough sleep every single night. Well, it's not enough sleep. It's quality of sleep. Quality of sleep. Then what's, okay, what's the difference of quality of sleep and enough sleep? I could sleep for nine hours and have a really like low HRV, heart rate variability, high heart rate, restless all these sorts of things. Breath rate is really high. Like I wouldn't know if I'm not tracking this. Like I just, I'd be like, well, I just slept for nine hours and I feel like shit, what's the problem? So this in today's day and age, we have so much amazing technology that you can start tracking these things to actually help you get the most and best quality sleep, right? So I'm a pretty restless sleeper. I'm a light sleeper, like small sounds wake me up. If it's too hot, I have a really horrible sleep. One bit, you know, and I I was just, I feel tired a lot. Like I am 44, I got kids (laughs) running a business. I'm always like, man, I feel tired, I feel tired, I feel tired. And I started asking myself, I'm like, well, man, are you getting the right type of sleep? And so I've put things in play, right? In terms of like no screens before a certain time, you know, switching off from work by a certain time. I get on a pretty crazy, but I get on a Shakti mat a few nights a week where I lie down on these little pins. They're like, it's a mat with all these tiny little pins on it that you lie on it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and you put like 20 minutes into that to help you get better sleep. 
But one of the biggest things was just changing. I got this mat that you put over your mattress that makes it cold. Like you can set the temperature, you can make it hot or cold. Yeah. And so all of a sudden on hot nights, you know, it was 36 degrees here yesterday in Sydney. It was ridiculously hot. And I hopped into bed, but I hopped on this cold mat. So I'm like sleeping on this cot, which draws all the heat out of me to get a really good night's sleep. And then along the line, I track my HRV and I track my heart rate and all these things overnight. So I can then experiment, right, in terms of my sleep. What am I eating the night before that impacts my sleep? What am I doing for the 24 hours prior? What happens when I don't exercise and I try and get a good night's sleep? What if I overtrain and try and get a good night's sleep? What happens if I'm stressing about work or worrying about stuff like we're talking about here, you know, because I'm on emails to late at night? What impact does that have? And what I found, man, is like everything you hear is true. Like don't look at fucking screens before bed. Don't jump on emails before bed. Don't have your phone in the bedroom. Like they're all very simple, but until you have a way to track it, to prove to yourself it makes a difference, it's just someone else's word around it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that not having your phone in your bedroom makes a difference in sleep. I run an experiment, man. I go for the next seven days to 14 days I keep the phone out of my bedroom. Does that impact my sleep? And all of a sudden it's like, it does. So I'm like, fuck, I don't have my phone in my bedroom anymore. So these are things, man. And yes, I still may wake up tired off the back of a perceived good night's sleep. The data says you had a good night's sleep and you're tired. However, what I've noticed is through the day, my capacity to deal with life is much higher. So I still might wake up tired and go, I don't know if I had a good night's sleep or a shitty night's sleep. The data says I had a good night's sleep. What I notice though is as I start to wake up and go through the day, go through my training, meditation practices, journaling, my morning routine, et cetera, and come into the day, I don't feel as stressed, man. I don't feel as anxious. I'm not as flighty. I don't feel like I got to reach for another hit of caffeine or anything like that. I'm like, I got control here. So quality sleep is critical. I mean, you don't need to spend a shit ton of money on tracking your sleep. Like most watches will track your quality of sleep these days. And I think it's an important thing for a man or woman for that matter, but to hate, to start getting an understanding of you know these metrics that are helping us optimize the way we operate in life. So three things, right? Practice mindfulness, get some exercise, make sure you get quality sleep. Anything else, Ben? Yeah, there's one that I would say right now is the top people who are studying this, like the smartest people in you know, neuroscience and performance, et cetera, are stating around connection. Now, connection, especially for men, is a very easy thing to throw away, right? Like, man, I can, I can grind it out myself. I can sleep by myself. I can train by myself. I can meditate, journal, and, and do crazy challenges all by myself. But this one piece, which is around connection, this still I wrestle with, right? Because I know I feel better when I'm connected with the right people. And that's part of the beauty of the Rising Kings Brotherhood. It's like we are a network, a brotherhood, a tribe of men who are all operating, driving performance in marriage, driving performance in business, driving performance in health as fathers. And the big piece around it, when I'm you know, communicating with them all day, every day, when we're running events, when we're running the Rising Kings experience and all these sorts of things and, and taking guys through this, there's a level of anxiety and stress that drops because you know there's a brother out there who's got your back. And then not only that, you're always fucking learning, man. Like that's the big thing. Someone asks a question that you hadn't thought of before. Someone brings a new paradigm to the way you're seeing the world that you hadn't seen before. And all of a sudden, like it really does expand your world. So connection is a huge part that most overlook. That's Ben Sockeld, 
And I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So brother, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you want to know more about Rising Kings, the methodology, the system, and how we do it, I highly recommend you register for one of our upcoming Rising Kings masterclasses. You can do this by heading to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. 